What is up, everybody? Welcome to Dream Warriors Podcast, the 31 Days of Dread. It's a little annual thing we do, where it's one more movie a day. And this is day seven, chopping all. So look, get that popcorn, or I don't know, grab a granola bar. I really don't care. It's a movie I pulled out of Amazon Prime. So you can watch it. And, and who doesn't have Prime anymore? Right? I mean, I think we all do. Look, I'll be right back and thank you for sticking with me through that intro and look look let's let's just be honest it's a short intro it's not going to kill you uh, i'm peter aka pat another known as peter a deluca aka pat 13 on instagram aka pat on the twitter and the snapchat aka pat.com on the world wide web uh you know, AKA Pat 13 also on Facebook. You can, you can find my, my business page. But look, look, look. We're not here talking about self-promotion. <laughs> We're here to talk about horror movies. And I, I have to tell you, there's there's a level of excitement I have for this uh, Chopping Mall movie. Uh, it's 1986. It's, it's defined as a uh, science fiction comedy horror uh, and th- this is more of, of a robot slasher movie than 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 comedy or horror, but no, the, it's definitely horrific. You you do root for the uh, characters. Um, you really don't want them to to die, but you know you know that's going to happen because we have a uh, a combination of uh, what makes eighties uh, like middle budget, low budget movies or independent movies uh, sing. You know that this is definitely a movie of the VHS era, and it's. I think it's it's a great thing that it was. It's just available. It's just sitting there on Amazon Prime, and you know it's again. It'll probably never be recommended. It'll never hit like the front page or, or like any any of those little promo things. This this movie <laughs> uh, through and through. Um, is dated screams 80s i i i'm i'm doubting how many uh like if they were to remake this movie how many uh kids today would even know like what a shopping mall was or what shopping mall culture uh was for like you know almost like two two solid generations of, of american youth and why uh having a horror movie set in in a shopping mall is gold but yeah so I kind of went through the wiki a little bit of of, of this movie, and you know, like it, it, maybe maybe I should have researched it a little bit more. But I I was just so excited. I just I just got done literally literally just got done watching it. I went I just wanted to sit down and do a little brain dump, because um, and and I did take a couple notes, and I just wanted to go through them <laughs> with you for day seven of the thirty one days of dread Dream Warriors podcast. Uh, you know, and and I, I, I usually kind of um go into a movie with a little bit of a story or like a like an anecdote or a build into it, but uh, not, not gonna do so much of that uh, for for this segment. But I will say, uh, Dream Warriors Day Five was Venom, and uh, if if you haven't been keeping track, uh, Venom has completely taken over the box office. It's a, roughly a one hundred million dollar movie. Uh, it's, it's already brought in 80 million uh, domestic and 200 plus worldwide and uh, bravo uh, 
clap to Sony, Tom Hardy, the entire crew, everyone involved with Venom. We will get our Venom sequel, Venom and Carnage. <laughs> I, and I could not be more excited. I think I got um, Carnage's name wrong. I think I called him uh, Clayton Crane. Um, uh, and look, I'm, I'm looking up uh, Carnage Marvel. What, what is his alter ego? His alter ego is Cletus Cassidy. Oh my god, I am way off. Cletus Cassidy. That's who Carnage is, not Clayton Crane. Clayton Crane is a hell of a talented comic book artist and uh, mostly cover artist nowadays. But um, yeah, kind of. I, I, and I had a little bit of interaction with him. I tried to convince him one time to let me uh, do his website. And uh, he's not, not he's, he's not very good with the uh, emails and messaging and, and that sort of thing. But you know, he did get a free layout, HTML layout that was live at one point from me. Uh, I believe it was for ClaytonCrane.com. But anyway, uh, <laughs> can can we please get back to chopping mall? Because you know. <laughs> That's why we're here, but look, okay. This movie's made in 1986, and according to Wikipedia, uh, the guys that uh, made this movie met at a EC uh, horror um, comic book convention. So, so the, the the EC comics are still legendary. Uh, this this is where we get um, the vault of horror, um, more notably Tales from the Crypt. There, there, there was a, a third book, Eerie, I believe. Um, they, they were all a part of this, this run where kind of, it was just uh, very, uh, you know, like, like exploitative comics for kids that pushed the, the need for uh, what later became the comic code. And the comic code was this uh, self-regulation that the comic book industry put on itself to avoid government regulation uh, because they knew uh, the government was going to, you know, come knocking on their door and they, you know, like, and we've seen similar things with the the NFL with their concussion. Uh, it's called like Heads Up uh, and their concussion protocols. Uh, th th these companies will pivot to stay away from the government. And some companies pivot towards it, uh, mostly these social media giants, uh, pivot towards government because they, um, you know, they, they want to maintain a form of control and expansion. So it does work for some industries. Um, yeah, and that really doesn't get talked about a lot. But uh, Cletus Cassidy, I should have known that. That pisses me off. So, yeah, so these, these two cats, these two crazy cats, uh, Jim Wazorski and uh, and Steve Mitchell, writer directors. Uh, you know they they just had the idea of um yeah of a shopping mall like horror movie. Someone had the idea for like robots and and it, it, this is so unique because it literally is a robot slasher kill movie where the robots are on treads and they, they don't look threatening at all. And it's it's like everyone involved doing the best. Uh, I think the acting's solid for for this type of movie. 
I think the bodies are great, you know, because there's definitely a lot of boobies in this. So here's the plot. A company develops security robots. They get implemented in the mall. A couple of kids party. They party at this dude's store, this, um, th this kid, the nerdy kid, his father owns uh, the Furniture King. They start to party at the Furniture King. We immediately see boobies when this starts happening. And look, shout out, they're drinking PBR and Budweiser, holla. And yeah, so terror ensues at this point. Um, the deaths in this movie, uh, they, they don't shy away from them. Like, there's literally one girl that gets burned to death in this movie. <laughs> And, and technically, it's a teenager. It's, they're kids. Uh, horrific, horrific. Um, you know, like, so... This movie knew what it was from the very start. Which is... Uh, and before I sat down, like I said, I went through the Wikipedia. And it's nice to see uh, true intent come through on a feature like this. Meaning that, like, I'm sitting down, I'm watching the movie. You know, and you know where it's going. You kind of can already pick out who the survivors are going to be. Uh, so there's an anticipation of, like, who's going to die, how they're go going to die. But uh, there's this intent when it comes to the film where it, it, it's self-aware. It knows what it is. It's not trying to be anything more and or less. Uh, these are guys that just wanted to do a movie they they had an opportunity they got it done they hired it you know they hired everything they they needed to fabricated the robots found the location and it's it's nice to see that the, there's like this ec comics connection to this movie because again like that's that's what made ec comics so powerful it, they, they knew exactly what they were they knew who their audience was and and, and they sold it to them this movie if I sold this movie when I was younger, uh, I I would be watching it a couple times a week ju just out of the the blood and the boobies alone, and and who knows like the robot design and the robot look, which again is strictly eighties, may have uh, impacted me differently uh, in, in in my youth if I saw this movie as as an early teenager versus now, so uh, that's a, there there's a lot of merit and truth. Uh, to that take like on this movie and that's and for me that is where chopping mall resonates now whenever i go through like some of these movies on wikipedia and look you, you we always start with wikipedia and uh, there is no reason to even knock it wikipedia is an amazingly valuable resource uh i towards the bottom it kind of has uh like production updates if it's if the movie's been remade or featured or even like even um like seen in other media like if, if it was uh you know someone's watching it on tv in like a, a different movie like if stranger things this one if one of the kids ever was watching chopping mall you know like it's usually cited and listed under media but you know like i'm so interested in seeing where some of these movies are going and i really thought i, I would see like a remake or, or just something that i that was off my radar that i wasn't aware of but the only you know like update it had was like 2011 some production company was going to remake the movie with a supernatural twist and uh, i i believe that would that would have been wrong because this, this has got to continue to be a robot movie. I mean, you could 
you could update this movie now with drones and it would be freaking cool. Uh, but you know, the design of the drones would have to be like 80s-esque. There, there, there would have to be 80s elements. Definitely some type of like visor would have to be visible on the drones. Okay, like, and they would have to be like front facing kind of drones, meaning that, uh, like line of sight. Uh, because drones today have like 360 vision, but no, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little bit uh, ahead of myself. But it, to me, it's surprising that this concept uh, has not been duplicated, or there's no sequels for this movie, there's no remakes. Uh, Chopping Mall strictly exists in 1986 now. And it's somewhat of a relic. And I think it's fantastic for that. I mean, no one destroyed this movie. No one took away its gust. And it's it, there's, there's a lot of love in this movie. Like, no one took that away. This, this movie has survived all of these, these things that, that gave us uh, endless puppet masters and Chucky's and Leprechauns and, and Fridays and Nightmares. And, and it goes on and on. No. Chopping Mall could have got a hundred sequels. I think it should have. It didn't. It should have got a remake. It never did. So here we are. And this is one of those few movies where I would say just let let it be, let it sit. Because I think the fashion, the hair, the attitude, you know, the, these characters are just smoking. The, the first death is a guy that goes out to, to buy Virginia uh, like Slims, which is actually the same cigarette my uh, mother smokes. Uh, you know, like, uh, it's it's a sign of the time. And, and one thing that, that stood out, because this movie is gratuitous in the beginning with the, uh, with, you know, with the nudity, uh, we're focused on the girl's butt and it's Playboy underwear. Like the Playboy bunny is is embroidered on the girl's, uh, you know, bikini bottoms or bikini like underwear bottoms. And so now I'm thinking like, wow, was was Playboy's branding that deep even in 1986? I don't know. Um, it, it makes you think. It makes you think about like it, it kind of makes you a little upset for like what what we would call right now the fall of Playboy. Because you know this, you know Playboy has has fallen out of, out of relevancy, and the, the the products just don't even resonate anymore. So it, it, there there's a lot to this. Uh, there's also a scene at the end where the woman's walking through like a storage uh, room, and there's like a GI Joe Firefly box <laughs> just sitting in this random storage room in this in this uh, in this uh, shopping mall thought that was funny the movie does have a great bit uh one of the girls hides underneath shelving in a um pet store and the robot just like because these robots are on treads there there's nothing sleek about them they're just stumbling and bumbling and the, this robot <laughs> is navigating through this pet store and it knocks over uh snakes and spiders and they start crawling all over the girl and you know like that's that's a little bit that's like a little bit scary like i, I was like oh my god like because i would probably freak out if that happened because i hate both of those things but no and you know like it's good it's it's a good bit and and the movie kind of like resonates on on some of that the, a lot of 80 mall movies and mall moments uh, you know, like even going up to True Lies, even though like True Lies had a hotel, but True Lies, like Wolf of Wall Street, um, com command, uh, Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
I'm probably forgetting a couple here and there. But kind of obsessed with uh, see-through elevators, the ele like last exposed uh, elevators. Uh, this movie definitely has a scene with with one of those. It, it, but it's 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 interesting to see you know like what they did in 1986 kind of it echoes throughout all these other movies because there's just something about being in the like on the rail in the tube being uh, being seen and and shooting up you know there there's something about that visual <laughs> that people love but no uh like so i i gotta get to it so like how, how would i recommend this movie how would i classify it uh Okay, so it's it's a ro it's a teenage robot slasher movie where everyone's trapped in the mall, and they're being stalked by these robots. So it's 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 a mall robot stalker movie or mall robot slasher movie. There we go. That's how we define it. It's it's a trapped in the mall robot slasher teen comedy movie, but I don't think it's much a much of a comedy. Maybe I would have to rewatch it. But I, I'm really only good with that. So, uh, throughout watching this movie too, it's uh, it, it, this is a movie to drink to. This is a hell of a drinking game movie. It, there's so many th it, it, like you can you can get into like a real drunk spiel. I mean, blackout drunk, potentially even brownout drunk uh, to this movie. Uh, this is a wonderful drinking game movie. And it's some it's good to discover these films from time to time because usually like the ones everyone gravitate towards like we've all seen those movies those good drinking game movies this this is definitely one of them I mean you could you could maybe take a shot every time uh, even like the you know the the robot uh, robots there's two of them attack someone I mean like you would still get lit up <laughs> just on that alone because like there is. A lot of robot. I think for 1986, there's a good amount of low budget robot action. I kind of, I think it still holds up, and it's funny. It's funny how these robots go about themselves. Uh, but now this movie is a huge recommendation. Uh, I really would like to do a deep dive on where is this movie? Uh, like, you know, like has it resonated? I, I, I'm not even familiar with DVD releases or re-releases. But it is just amazing that it's just sitting there on Prime waiting to be rediscovered. And anyone out there, if, if, if you're looking for, like, schlock, if, if you're looking for, like, a B-monster movie, which this movie pays lots of homage to, pays a ton of homage to the drive-in monster gimmicky movies that came before it. And that's what I mean by it being self-aware. It knows exactly what it is. And, and because of that, it's better than most movies. I'm sorry. I know that's a baseline a lot of people have trouble gripping with, have trouble like wrapping their heads around because it's a complex thought. I'm sorry, people. We get, you know, we get a little deep here sometimes. But if you're looking for something from the 80s that few people are even discussing right now, this movie is it so check it out check out chopping mall and do me a favor subscribe support comment show this to your friends help me out here help help me grow the dream warriors universe because we're all in this together and let's let's dream together let's go team everyone have a great night have a great morning oh i can't i can't sign out before i do my drink check-in yeah i'm drinking 
Mountain Dew Ultra Kickstarter. So it's a Mountain Dew flavored Kickstarter energy drink with zero sugar. So bravo. That's what I'm drinking right now. I'm going to take a sip of this. Alright everyone. Rock and roll. I love you. Thanks for tuning in. It's a morning recording. How are you? It's Stream Warriors Podcast. 31 Days of Dread. Day 7. We have a gem pulled from the depths of Amazon Prime. And it's called Shopping Mall. So you know the drill right now. You hear the scary sounds. The music's already queued in. I'll be right with you to talk about this movie. I'm excited. It's Dream Warriors. 31 Days of Dread. Thank you for joining us. It's day seven, and we got a gem off <laughs> out of the. Hello, everyone. This is Dream Warriors podcast, and this is the thirty-one days of dread. Day seven. I have a good movie. I have an awesome movie. You can watch it. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. I I I went into the depths of Amazon Prime to pull out this gem, and it is a gem. So you know what's happening. You hear the scary sounds. We got the music already queued up. I'm going to be right back after we get a little bit of that. There's Dream Warrior lyrics. Hello, everyone. This is Dream Warriors podcast. And you're joining us, me, for the 31 Days of Dread, Day 7, Chopping Mall. It's a movie I pulled out of the depths, the deep burrows, the, the deep tunneling of Amazon Prime. And uh, I really want to talk about this movie because uh, it's another forgotten gem. So let's rock and roll. Let's get to 